0: going on out there everybody all you blitzers out there welcome back to another episode of the all-out blitz podcast not starting off good no forgot to unmute myself and you but welcome back it is i think (laughs) january 26 2021 uh back in this episode of course to talk championship weekend nfc championship afc championship and talk about how disappointing a weekend this really was, because I went 0 for 2 on my picks.
1: I went 2 for 0 on my picks. Whatever.
0: <laughs> hey, you said yours, so I'm saying mine. I know. Uh, yeah, uh, you know, we're going to dive into it here in a minute. Not much news to talk about, right? Nothing else going on, really, to be honest with you. Um, Texans, of course, still the only team waiting for. Head coach. Yep. They didn't make any announcement yet. They're still doing second interviews with people. Mm-hmm. Uh do want to show We are going to have a special guest today. However, he uh, will not be able to make it. My bigger brother, uh, Brady's uncle, Jim, was going to jump on today, but just found out he is, uh, has the old COVID. So prayers out to you, big man. Hopefully you get better soon. And as soon as you're better, we'll get you on here to talk about your Tampa Bay Buccaneers heading to the Super Bowl with yeah. a big, big win in the NFC Championship game over the Green Bay Packers, uh, so get well, buddy, and uh, we'll have you on here. We'll have you on here pretty soon. Uh, yep. It was going to be a special one, my mm-hmm. man. You, of course, being big number sixty-seven playing high school football. This is the All Out Blitz Podcast sixty-seventh episode. Yeah. So, someone goes out to you, brother. Hopefully, you enjoy it. Your team got a huge win over the weekend to head to the biggest stage of them all, Super Bowl Fifty-five. Uh, Before we talk about these games in some more detail, though, let's head out with some did-you-know. Yeah. Yeah. Did you know that there were
1: only four teams when the NFL was created in 1920? Those four teams were the Akron Pros, the Canton Bulldogs, the Cleveland Indians, and the Dayton Triangles. Yeah, man.
0: Lots of cool stuff in Canton, Ohio, in the Pro Football Hall of Fame on those four teams. If you haven't been there, get there and check that out. Yeah.
1: Did you know that the Chicago Bears used to be called the DeCatcher Staley's and the Arizona Cardinals used to be called the Chicago Cardinals? Chicago Cardinals.
0: Baltimore Colts back in the day as well. Yeah. Awesome.
1: Um. Did you know that ever since the NFL was created, the NFL has had a combined amount of ties at 258? That's too many
0: ties. I hate ties in football.
1: Two hundred fifty-eight ties ever since NFL
0: was created. It's a combined. So that's wait, one hundred and one so, years it's been around. So that's 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 over two a year on average. Wow.
1: Jeez. Did you know that in nineteen eighty three, Jim Plunkett threw the longest TD in NFL history with a ninety nine yard touchdown versus the Washington
0: Redskins. Were there any other ones that have done that since? That was the only one um, like QB through a 99 yarder. There's got to be so. others.
1: I don't know. Um, did you know that Patrick Mahomes took the longest sack in NFL history with a 30 yard sack <laughs> I guess the against the Dolphins? in the Miami Dolphins <laughs> just recently on December of
0: 2020. Yeah. I remember watching that. I'm like, dude, just fall or throw the ball away. Yeah. I honest, I thought that was going to happen this weekend too. There was, uh, I think it was Josh Allen took a took a pretty big sack and uh yeah man he just he wouldn't go down or get the ball out it was ridiculous yeah cool is that Ooh. five already yeah oh my gosh they fly by dude how mm. have you start doing 20 no, i'm good <laughs> good i know you gotta look the look stuff up just good stuff to talk about uh always like talking history uh, of course and stats and records and all that kind of fun stuff yeah um yeah so I mean not really a whole lot of news coming out of course you know we had two games this weekend um as we as we were going into the weekend we talked about quite a bit last week and uh let's talk about that that first game of course was the Tampa Bay Buccaneers taking on the Green Bay Packers in Lambeau the Packers come out, or the, the Bucks come out with a win, 31-26. A lot of stuff you can really unpack in this football game. To be honest with you, I mean, it was... Me and you both agree that the NFL was helping out the, the Bucks with this game. There There's a lot, right, that can go into it. I mean, I, I, I firmly believe that the NFL itself wanted to see Tom like, Brady, the guy that's been there and done that a million times, versus the new face of the NFL and Patrick Mahomes, they wanted that matchup in Super Bowl 55. And
1: also, and also because like a, a team has never played like in their home stadium before
0: in a Super in Bowl. In the Super Bowl, exactly. And of course, Super Bowl 55 taking place in Tampa in Raymond James Stadium. Um, so there's actually a home team <laughs> within this year's Super Bowl. But there's so much you can possibly unpack as far as... Uh, why this game ended up the way it did. I mean, you can cut down to, again, so many pass again ref, referees making the game. I mean, that's that's one take. So many pass interference called that were never called against the Bucks. And, and Until the end, when it was just a pointless one, because the ball was completely out of reach. It did not matter if, you know, uh, Kevin King held the guy's jersey or not. Yeah, or and, the receiver,
1: and the receiver completely flopped after, too.
0: Yeah. Um, there's also other stuff you can look into. I mean, it's you, you can't really just blame that one play. There's a lot of plays throughout that football game. The Green Bay Packers, first of all, their defense was terrible. It was. Um, Kevin guess. King easily had the worst game of his entire career. Yeah, in the biggest game he's ever played.
1: Yeah, and also the Packers near the end of the game dumbingly took a field goal instead of because they were down by two scores or a score, so they took a field goal. Instead
0: of just... Instead of trying to get a touchdown on fourth yeah. down. It was fourth down, of course. Uh, I think they were on, like, the eight-yard line or something like that. And uh, instead, instead of going for it, they decided to kick with about two and a half minutes left, 250, something like that. The and thing uh, is, also,
1: like, what if the kicker shanked the field goal then, too?
0: Well, you have to go with that. But, of course, coaches just rely on statistics um, to try to make these decisions. But...
1: That I offense. mean let's be honest,
0: the Packers didn't have a whole lot of luck in the Red Zone.
1: That's it, the Packers offense wasn't really that great like they usually are
0: Well and I, and I think you you have to you have to kind of tip your cap to the Bucks defense. The Bucks defense won this football game because uh, of course Tom Brady threw three picks in this game. Packers only got six points off of it off of three turnovers uh, where there are also three turnovers by the Packers. And the Bucks, I think, got 14 points off of that, so they definitely made more of the turnover differential. And the Bucks' defense played lights out; they got pressure on Rodgers. Yeah, um, I mean, Aaron Jones got hurt, uh, I believe it was in the second quarter with a chest injury. He fumbled twice, thanks to, to Jordan Whitehead playing unbelievable football. Um, knocking the ball out of there both times. And the defense, I mean, the like I said, the defense won the game. The Packers' defense yeah. was absolutely terrible. The Packers team also played, with, the entire team played with zero emotion. Yeah. Like, Rodgers didn't seem all fired up like he normally is. Didn't seem like he was having a whole lot of fun. The The defense was bad. Um, you know, they, had, of course, had three picks and two of them by J.R. Alexander, which, of course, you fully expect. He's an amazing corner. Yeah. Um, off of tip balls. Both teams had plenty of drops. I mean, Chris Godwin had a huge drop. Mike Evans had a huge drop. Um, but then you also look at, at wide receiver like Devontae Adams dropping a touchdown pass. You had yeah. uh, St. Brown, which is, I mean, not, not a household name by any means, but just not completely easy, like, flopping a, a two point conversion. Oh uh, yeah, that's what it was. Like it, it was just it was such a weird sloppy game, and the sloppy game was not called by. It was not called with penalties that deserved to be called the entire game. They were called at the very end when it mattered most to extend Tampa Bay's drive. Um, to to, a, to seal the deal, there
1: was at least like three pass interference calls that could have been called in the books.
0: Well, the, the big, I mean. <sighs> every single game in the NFL, right? Let's let's kind of clear that up. We're not just complaining about it, but it's every game in the NFL, there are plays that are missed, plays that are, and penalties are called that really shouldn't be called. But when you look at, you know, football is a game of momentum. And when you have the momentum going in your favor, of course, that gives you more confidence and deflates the other team. And, you know, going into the half, there's a massive Defensive holding call that turns into a pick for the Bucks. And thanks to Kevin King falling asleep, I mean, Scotty Miller just flat out beats him for a massive touchdown on a fourth down play that puts them up huge going into halftime. Yeah, I remember. Because seeing, of that penalty allowing the interception to happen.
1: I remember seeing like one play where I'm pretty sure like he threw like a deep ball to someone. I'm pretty sure it was number 10 or something. Yeah, it's, and that's the one. Scotty yeah, Miller. I remember seeing um, a video that the title was, it was, um, does this look familiar? And then um, they showed a replay of the Jets Raiders game. Ah. The Raiders receivers completely like whenever the
0: Jets caught an all out blitz. Yeah. yep. And the receiver just like burned the DB. And that, that wasn't even the case. <laughs> the case was Kevin King just let him get behind him. He did not try to track or follow him at all. Um, just completely played that incorrectly, and Brady took advantage of it. But that whole play, that touchdown, those points, those seven points were set up based on a, uh, an, inter, an interception that should have been defensive holding. I mean, and playing as day. And that seven points, of course, if you remove that, Packers win this football game.
1: Yeah. Also... Just like um, pretty much the whole thing behind this game is that Packers defense was just bad.
0: They were they are terrible. I mean, like I said, it's it is the penalties are called every game, penalties are missed every game. The fact of the matter is the Bucks offense was was fine. Was it good to great? Absolutely not. The defense was great. Yeah. Packers defense horrible. horrible. Offense was fine, but plain and simple Bruce Arians outcoached Matt LaFleur. There's really nothing else you can put to it. I mean, uh, Todd Bowles on defense played a 100% phenomenal football game with his scheme, with his play calling, with everything on the defensive side of the ball. And Packers had nothing. They had nothing to give. Nothing yeah. to do. Um, it, it definitely, like I said, it could have been a, I mean, going into this, we, we said it last week, right? There was no toilet bowl a week. No. These were two phenomenal matchups. And even though the score was super close, there was so much in that game that was honestly left to be desired to where it just almost seemed obvious like, no matter what happens, like Tampa's going, they're going to be in their home stadium for the first time ever in this weird football year that we have going against the new face of football in Patrick Mahomes. All right. It just seemed to be
1: that way. Time to stop bashing the Packers and go into the next game. Well, I'm not
0: bashing anybody. I'm just I'm just saying there's a lot th- that you kind of have to, to to think about if you watch that game over again. Um, it's just the inconsistencies of referees. Honestly, not just not even this game, but ruins seasons. It ruins so many games throughout the year that I don't know how the NFL cannot do something more about what is actually being called, not being called. They need to make much clearer lines. Yeah. Um, and they need to be consistent. That's the biggest issue with refereeing in the NFL today. There's no consistency. Players have no idea what's going to be called from play to play. Yeah. Because the referees have no idea what they're doing, or they seem like they don't know what they're doing, or they're getting information from above, you know, from New York or from whoever, you know, that that is, or that is not a penalty. There's just, there's way too much gray area today where it, it truly affects how players play the game. I could be an nice it already for you. Anyway, Tampa Bay Buccaneers heading to Super Bowl 55. First time in a long time. Um, they're going to have their hands full yeah. when it comes to their opponent, which let's, let's jump into that game now.
1: Yeah, so the next game was the later game. It's at 640. The Buffalo Bills took on the Kansas City Chiefs, and the Chiefs won 38-24. The Bills not really showing up like they usually do because that – Chiefs defense absolutely just locked down every receiver the Bills had. I
0: gonna say it's it's not it's not even the fact that I don't think that the Bills didn't show up. It's the fact that I the Chiefs are just that good. The Chiefs are that good at playing football. Yeah. Um, like you mentioned, the defense locking down wide receivers. There was no cushion for separation for Josh Allen to try to make this work. Um, Cole Beasley, of course, got plenty of, plenty of feeds playing on a broken leg. Apparently yeah. Came back in. I don't know how you do that. Um, caught plenty of balls. Diggs really couldn't get open. He couldn't get separation. If he can't get separation, I don't know what the chiefs were doing, but I mean, they shut everybody down. And not only that, when you have the offense, of course, consisting of players like, Tyree Kill, Patrick Mahomes, Travis Kelsey. Good luck. Yeah. Um, but don't get me wrong. Buffalo Bills came to play. And you saw that towards the end of the game with the massive fights that broke out. Um, yeah. You know, where they had to spend five or six minutes talking about how many penalties they were and what they were. There was just to offset them all because I think the refs were confused.
1: There was literally (laughs) there was literally like four penalties. There was like three. There was like three on either the Chiefs or the Bills, and then
0: there was one like on the other team. Oh, it was horrible. Uh, It got offset each other. It got very chippy. Uh, It was just a giant break in the game for the refs to try to figure out what happened. But let's let's talk a little bit more about um, uh, let's talk about the Chiefs' offense. To Patrick, Patrick Mahomes, right, of course, uh, in concussion protocol a week, did not practice, was in limited, right, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, something like that. Um, also had turf toe injury. He was moving around very, very well. Of course, getting rid of the ball, being able to scramble, get out of the pocket, looked completely fine, no issues. I don't know how, and if there's a defense that can do it, it's the Bucks. How do you stop... Not just what he does, but Travis Kelsey and Tyree Kill at the same time.
1: You need the you need like the Bucks defense combined with the Steelers defense
0: I mean, you have to, they started. You have up. to double coverage somebody. You have to double cover somebody, right? If you double Tyree Kill, that just leaves Travis Kelsey on a linebacker. Which, of course, the Bucks linebackers are super fast, super physical, so they're going to be able to slow him down, but you can't stop him. But if you do that, or you double Tyreek Hill and Kelsey, then you're, of course, just leaving Hardman and Watkins open, which Watkins is supposed to be able to be ready for the Super Bowl.
1: Just in case you know, if, any, if anyone who's working for the Bucks right now is listening, you're just giving them tips.
0: They already know this. They're much smarter than I am. That's why they're working there, and I'm not. But it's just, that's the thing. I, here, here's the interesting thing, is if both of these teams play – the way that they played this weekend. Defensively, the offenses are up for quite the task. The Bucks' amazing defense. With the way that the Chiefs played this past weekend on defense, with, the, with speed, physicality, and just, just enforcing their will on everybody, it's going to be a very interesting football game. Yeah. The Super Bowl is. My only take... Honestly, is um, so. Let's let's kind of. You have anything else to say about the Bills and Chiefs game? I mean, Bills Mafia. First of all, I know it sucks. You're not you're not going to the Super Bowl, but man, was that one heck of a run! This season was an amazing ride for Buffalo Bills fans. Um, I enjoyed watching Buffalo every single time I possibly could. Uh, it was just a fun team to watch. Seeing Josh Allen progress. There's nothing but more AFC championship games in the Bills' future. That's my opinion. Absolutely. I mean, they play yeah. amazing football. You're, you're going to lose a couple of people, but, I mean, you got, like, the 30th pick, I think, or 31st pick in the draft. Um, probably go out and get yourselves another corner or a linebacker or something like that, maybe even a running back. You just never know. Um, anything else you want to talk about that game, though, no, before we, we let's – let's talk – I don't want to talk too much about the matchup for the Super Bowl. We'll do that in the next episode. Uh, We may as well start it now, though, and just kind of give a little preview, a little taste of it.
1: Um, I just, I don't know why, like, some teams, like, they just do bad in the playoffs. And I'm not saying, like, the Packers or the Bills, like, did bad, because they, they both did very good. But, like, they just seem to, like, lose something whenever they're in the playoffs. Like, if you look at, like, the Titans or the Colts
0: or, you know, some team like that. Well, I mean, here's the interesting thing. Right? Because, I, I mean, I get where you're coming from because they lost, you know. But when you look at, like, the Colts, they got knocked out by the Bills. But when you look at that game, it was a high-scoring game. Yeah. So it's not like they just choked and didn't show up. Like Baltimore, for example, scoring three points against the Bills' defense. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. they're really the only team, in my opinion, that that just didn't show up. Like, something was broken there. <laughs> um. But of course, you know, you have these players, you have these teams, their their nerves get to them. It's a big stage when you get this far. And if you don't have that kind of experience to be able to take it in and deal with it, um, I I think that's, that's really where it comes from. That's the interesting thing about these two teams that are now in the Super Bowl. When you look at it, of course, Brady has a ton of experience on this biggest stage. Bruce Arians, head coach, also knows what this is like. And of course, we know every player on the Chiefs was just here last year. Um, so they're also very familiar with what this is like. So I don't see nerves really playing a whole a big part in the Super Bowl. I think we should have pure football, and it should be a great thing, and it should be an absolutely phenomenal Super Bowl if the NFL doesn't have their hand in it. You know, not to not to be too conspiracy theory like, but just let the teams play football, and however it plays out, it plays out. It should always be the best team that plays that day. Yeah, that's just that's football. That's the way it's always been. That's the way it should be. It just seems like this is an odd year, of course. So it's you know an odd outcome too. Yeah. Uh, um, but I think this is going to be a great game defensively. Um, uh, of course, Tampa on Sunday was without star safety, uh, rookie safety Antoine Winfield Jr. Um, had an injury, couldn't go um also had whitehead get injured then towards that game uh antonio brown was not playing due to injury they are all due to be back for the super bowl so the bucks should be at full strength kansas city almost full strength unfortunately they lost their left tackle eric fisher to a torn achilles late in the game against buffalo um that's a big blow and you might think, ah, oh, the other the guy that came in, played, he played pretty well, but he also didn't play against this Tampa Bay defensive front um, of JPP, of, I mean, Vita Vea came back and looked amazing. Um, Sue. Sue, of course. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, and Sue coming in there. And then, to be honest with you, if, let's talk about this before we jump into it, but, I mean, that defensive front is something different. They are powerful. They are fast. And then, of course, you have linebackers back there that are playing out of their minds. And then the D, the secondary with Whitehead and Winfield and and Bunting and those. They're, they're just playing amazing football right now. Um, you know, last week we talked about and I was just kind of mentioning who I think, you know, the, the stars could have been to, to blow these games open for these teams. And I mentioned Tampa. I mentioned Scotty Miller. Right. Um, he played well. He played well. He definitely wasn't the game changer. Um, But who I honestly think was the game changer for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and why that defense was so powerful is I would honestly give the game ball for the NFC Championship game there in Tampa to Shaq Barrett. Um, Shaq Barrett playing more of an edge rusher in this game as opposed to linebacker. Uh, I guess you can call it outside linebacker if you want, but he was playing more like an end. And uh, his speed was unbelievable coming off the edge to constantly beat that right tackle and get to Aaron Rodgers. I think he had three sacks in this game out of five that was on, that was on Rodgers in that game was by Shaq Barrett. And the interesting thing is when you watch Barrett throughout that game, it wasn't just his speed to get around the right tackle before he was even getting out of his stance is that, he was overpowering their right tackle. He would bull rush him as well and just knock him back. So I mean that played such a huge role with allowing, you know, with Rogers seeing that through the course of the game and then from the other side you had JPP coming in. And then you had Vita Vea coming up the middle. And it was it was it was way too much I think for them to handle. Now what the Packers didn't do is with Aaron Jones going out, you know, in the second quarter I believe it was, you saw kind of just a weird array of of run plays and a mixture of reverses and just weird things. But, man, my my guy coming in was supposed to be A.J. Dillon. They did not use A.J. Dillon early at all in this game. Why is that? I think he ran one ball. We were watching that game, right, Braid? And you're like, man, that dude's huge. Barely used him. He could have been that wrecking ball to try to set them straight, and they did nothing. That's how you lose football games. Um, I don't know. Would you even give a game ball to anybody on the Packers team, offense or defense?
1: Are you asleep? No. Okay. Just realizing that you actually could talk about the NFL for hours. I could. Um.
0: You think anybody on the Packers? I mean, probably just Aaron Rodgers. You think? Probably. I'd give it to Alexander on defense. I mean, he had those picks. What else can you do as a corner? Not get burned. And he didn't. Kevin King did. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to give it to Kevin King. <laughs> I give, I'm going to give it to Jair Alexander. If I had to give one, I would give it to him. Um, you want to talk about the play where Roger should have just ran it in? I mean that 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 ended up getting it. That was at the end of the game, right? Fourth yeah. quarter. It it looked like on TV, even as the play was progressing and happening, I was yelling at my TV to run the ball. It just looked like a wide open field out in the country.
1: Well, he could have like at least gotten like a first down too, because yes. I'm pretty sure like he, there was like three yards before the end zone.
0: And if not, it could have been like a fourth and two. Yeah, fourth and one, and then it would have been like okay, no field goal. Let's go for this. You know what I mean? But he decided to flick it, to pass it, try to wire it in there to Adams, which was also, like, triple-covered. Yeah, he was double-covered, and, covered, and, and it there was, was just
1: literally, like, two bucks, like, in front of him, and he had to, like, barely, like, squeeze his arms in between to at least try and catch it. Yeah,
0: and it was never going to happen. And that, of course, was the end of third down. into fourth down, that's when they decided to go for the field goal. And then, of course, just couldn't get it back. No. Um... I, I, that was not a smart move. I mean, he did have Dom Sue chasing him. He should be able to outrun him for a couple of yards. Um, and I know Rodgers tried to run it earlier in the game. And I mean, Tampa's defense is just so fast. They close the they close the gap real quick. He had a as fast. He can move for a big fella. Yeah, he's like a boulder rolling down a hill. Yeah. Um, Buffalo. Anybody you think deserves a game ball there? Just Josh Allen. Cole Beasley.
1: Because of his broken leg. Playing
0: on a broken leg. Doing everything he could, catching the ball, running, cutting on that leg, everything else. Josh didn't have a, a great, great game. No but, one did. But that Kansas City defense was legit. There's and when you don't have receivers getting open, you can't even throw them open. That's the thing. Is like they had corners covering guys. And they had safeties playing over the top. You couldn't lead anybody. You could, they, the guys needed to get separation, and they couldn't make it work. And then the game ball for the Chiefs, honestly, I give to the defense. I can't give it to one. I mean, Thornhill or Sneed, they played outrageous football. But that defense collectively as a group, I don't. Between these two defenses, like I said, it's. I don't know if I've seen much better. against high-quality offenses. That's just craziness. Um, I know another thing about Super Bowl we could talk about. Sure. Um, So there was news that
1: came out maybe like a while ago. Um, First time ever, um, a woman referee by the name of Sarah Thomas will be the first woman in NFL history to officiate a Super Bowl.
0: Yeah. Of course, the last couple of years, we saw women in coaches Women as coaches in the NFL, position coaches, um, yeah, definitely making some good headway. Yeah, and in, uh, in just diversity in general in the NFL with coaching and refereeing and every at every position, every level. Um, definitely work to do there, of course, but uh, definitely making some good good positioning. But fantastic for her, honestly. Yeah. Um, working her butt off, I'm sure to to get where she is, to be in that position, to be. Uh, to be a ref in the Super Bowl, that's got to be an amazing experience when you're a referee or, you know, and, and <laughs> they call they call your number to go for the biggest game. That just means they have the most trust in you to, to do the right thing, uh, you know, when mm-hmm. everybody's going to be watching. It's pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, either way, like I said, I mean, it, it was, I don't know. I expected more exciting football, to be honest with you, this past weekend. Um I mean I watched both games in their entirety as it was happening just like most people. Um I don't think I don't think this season I've watched an entire football game. I don't know why that Aside is. Aside
1: from maybe like a Falcons game. Yeah. I don't think I've watched I don't think I've ever just sat down and watched like an entire football game from like the first 15 minutes of the first quarter of the last 15 or the or to the fourth quarter when the clock hit 000. zero, zero.
0: Yeah. Oh. Yeah, I mean these were, I mean they're good games, you know, back and forth, both of them kind of were. I mean, of course the Bills came out; they was it was a nine nothing lead. They were up nine nothing, but of course the Chiefs, I mean, came yeah, back and made it nine six. They're, they're used to that, you know what I mean? Like last yeah. year the playoffs, every game they were down by double scores, uh, came back to win everything. So it's that's nothing new to them, and nine points to them is nothing. So um, you knew no matter what they weren't out of it, but the Bills were rolling early and. uh Chiefs just clamped down and, of course, got the big win. Um, Yeah, so we're lining up. Two weeks, less than two weeks now. Super Bowl 55, Kansas City Chiefs rolling into Raymond James to take on the home team, Tampa Bay Buccaneers.
1: February 7th at
0: 630. Yeah, ma'am. This is kind of a short episode compared to our other ones. Well, there's no news. No, there's not. There's no news. It's a slow news day. Let's talk about this. Aaron Rodgers. Think he's going to leave Green Bay? I'm pretty sure he's came out and said like like no, he's not. You guys gotta calm down is what he's saying.
1: Well also because like well <laughs> the Green well the Green Bay people or whatever have said like yeah we're gonna give him like a contract extension and also just like he said like he don't know like he doesn't know why he would leave, like would leave.
0: Yeah, he's just making comments after a game, just lost, you know what I mean? And a second year in a row, NFC championship came. And he's just saying, Who knows what's gonna happen? It's a business. You don't know what kind of business decisions Packers are gonna make. But that's all he's saying. People just took it and ran with it like, oh, he wants out. You know, like it's a Deshaun Watson kind of thing. Um, He's getting out either way. Yeah, but no. Aaron Rodgers is going to be with the Packers. Just forget about it. Accept it. Um, We didn't talk about that, though. Is that like Deshaun said,
1: like he said, whoever, like it doesn't matter whoever Houston hires as their head coach,
0: he's not staying. Yeah, he still wants out. Yeah, He wants to go to the Jets, I think, and quarterback for Robert Sala.
1: Well, yeah, because like the first place he want, like the first place like on his list is the Jets. Second yep. is Miami. Yeah, kind of, kind of staying set. The Falcons is number
0: one, but whatever. Whatever. I think it's interesting that it's both AFC East teams. I
1: think it's <laughs> kind of interesting that
0: one of those teams is absolute garbage. Yeah. Um, yeah. There's well, I guess there's one other piece of news we didn't talk about yet is uh, the Detroit Lions and Matthew Stafford have agreed. To separate I talked about the last episode didn't I Did you I think I did I think you were talking about But it was official then I don't know if it was official When we talked last I'm um, pretty sure
1: it was I don't remember
0: But I'm either sure way it happened like last Wednesday or something He'll be, he'll be on a new squad this year Who, Where do you think he might go Patriots You think Yeah Patriots need to QB I, I think that's That's an interesting fit of course um, Because I, I would San Francisco's another option Oh Definitely Um, I think he would do very, very well in that scheme. And, of course, they would love somebody that durable and reliable and, I mean, a great QB. Um, There's a lot of play. What about Indianapolis with Philly Rivers retiring, kick the tires on Stafford? I mean, I think he's better than Philly Rivers, to be honest with you, at least now. He could do something special, I think, with that team.
1: Uh, I don't know. I think the team that needs like the most for a QB is Patriots because I wouldn't really trust Jarius Denham as my starting quarterback.
0: They don't. That's why they got Cam.
1: <laughs> I wouldn't trust not, him either. Well, they're not gonna. No, they're
0: not gonna do anything with him. But. just Panth- the
1: Panthers come out and take him.
0: Hey, Panthers are gonna try to go QB in the draft. That's what I think.
1: You're always saying they don't trust Teddy B. Why'd they sign him like a three year deal or something?
0: Like they trust Teddy B just fine, but he's not their long-term solution at QB. I think I think they're gonna draft somebody. When are we gonna talk
1: about our mock drafts? Speaking of which, when I do mine, you haven't done yours yet, still? Huh. I got my phone sitting behind me. I could talk about mine. That's all right. Make this episode longer. Yeah.
0: No, nah, we'll we'll do that. We'll do that after the Super Bowl. We'll talk mock drafts. <laughs> oh. Um. All right, cool. Well that's that's our preview or our review of championship weekend talking about NFC uh, AFC championship games. Uh, appreciate everybody listening. If you're new out there, uh, thanks for joining us. Hopefully you enjoyed just a little little knockdown here to the games and uh, we'll come back here in a couple of days to really start kicking on. We got like a week and a half, man, to talk Super Bowl. So we gotta Damn. we gotta we gotta have some good stuff to talk about throughout at least, that. Um, at least and then we'll dive into it.
1: Got three more episodes before the Super Bowl happens. Yeah, it's going to be pretty awesome. So our last episode before Super Bowl happens will be episode 70.
0: There it is. Wait. That's the one. Uh, uh, maybe 71, actually. I don't know. It'll be good. Either way. It doesn't matter. Uh, appreciate everybody listening. If you uh listening and you enjoy it, please remember to uh, subscribe to the podcast. Make sure you are aware of all the new episodes when they get released, get dropped. And, uh, hey, thanks for hanging out with us for a while. I appreciate it. I have a question for you. Answer. Have you ever listened to one of our episodes? No. Seriously? No. There are times where, like, I just listen to them because I'm bored. <laughs> <laughs> I talked through it the whole time. Why would I listen to it again? I know what I said.
1: I just can't believe you haven't ever listened to one of our episodes.
0: No, I think I did back in the day. There's
1: we have sixty we have sixty seven episodes and he hasn't listened to a single one. I probably ones. listened to
0: one back in when we first started. Yeah. I haven't uh-huh. lately though, so. Whenever we
1: were called the Weekly Post Game for, it one e- for one episode, there it is. <laughs> and then, and like a day or in like a day or two after, or like a little while later, we just said, "Hey, you want to be called the With Podcast?" Well, you said that. we changed
0: it up, man. We did logo, we did you know the whole the whole gambit. We just you yeah. know we, we wanted to try it first, see what we thought of podcasting. You know, came and enjoy it, and we have a fun time doing this a couple times a week. And here now we're now we're redoing it. Here we are. So uh awesome. Well, we'll be back here in a couple of days to begin our Super Bowl talk. Yeah. <laughs> Got into it a little bit today, but uh thanks again, everybody. Appreciate you all for listening. Um we'll be back here in a couple of days. Stay safe, stay healthy. Peace out. Peace.